and welcome to Starting Right. I am Danny Mack, and I'm going to be here every Monday to Friday to help you get a great start to your day. So grab your cup of coffee, sit back and relax for the next five minutes as I help you start your day by starting right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Friday Roundup. Today, we're going to do our usual Friday thing, and we're going to take a look back at our episodes this week. Just remind us again of what we've talked about and hopefully give you some more encouragement as you head into your weekend that I hope you really enjoy. On Monday, we talked about woodworking with John. John is a friend of mine who has become quite proficient at making tables, picture frames, spice racks. You name it, he's probably made something very close to it. John's unique ability is to take wood that other people have thrown away, that is basically junk wood, and then he reworks it. He puts it through a planer to take off the ugly outside, and he reveals the beautiful wood underneath. He finds wood that's damaged and twisted and finds places where it can be used to add beauty to something else. Over in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18, it tells us that if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished, and behold, everything is fresh and new, and God has made all things new. Just as John is able to take these old pieces of wood that are cast off from everyone else, God can take those portions of our lives that where we feel rejected, where we feel cast off, sometimes where we even feel useless. And in Christ, we become something entirely new. The finished product that John makes looks nothing like what he started with. And it's just like that in our walk with God. He takes what we think is damaged and old and makes something new and beautiful out of it. On Tuesday, we looked at Casting Crown's latest release, Start Right Here. Built into the song is the verse Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, that says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. The key then is how does that all begin? Well, the answer is right there in the song. It has to start right here. It has to start right now. If we want to see change take place in our world and in the lives of the people around us, it has to start with us first, and then we will see God begin to work beyond that. On Wednesday, we talked about Esther. Esther was a young and very beautiful woman living in Persia. When King Xerxes and his wife had a split, he decided he wanted to find a new wife, so all the beautiful women of the country were placed before him, and he chose Esther to become his new wife. Only he didn't know that she was a Jew. When an edict came from the king that all of the Jews should be killed, Esther's cousin Mordecai came and said, Esther, you have to do something about this. In fact, in verse 14 of chapter 4 of the book of Esther, Mordecai said, If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just a time as this. There are times where God is working in ways that we don't even see it, but he's placing us in positions and in relationships where we are there for a specific time to be able to do something very important. We don't always hear God's voice leading us, but he is constantly putting the pieces together. And that's exactly what he did for Esther. 
He put the pieces together in her life so that she would be in the place of the queen where she could make a difference. She risked her life by going before the king and asking him to change his mind. He did, and the Jews were saved, because God had put her in that place for that time. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was a pastor in Germany during the 1930s and part of the 1940s. When the Nazi regime came to power and they started to persecute the Jews, Bonhoeffer was one of many pastors who stood against it and tried to convince them this was morally and ethically wrong, but he was ignored. As he continued to teach and preach his messages, uh, the Nazis shut him down again and again and again. Bonhoeffer was then able to find ways in which he could help Jews to escape the clutches of the Nazis. And he did so for a number of years until he was caught doing it in 1943. He was eventually hung for assisting the Jews in 1945. But his most important work was done in 1937 with the writing of his book, The Cost of Discipleship. In it, he compares cheap grace to costly grace. He says that as Christians, it is our responsibility to not only receive the salvation of Christ, but it's our responsibility then to honor Christ by living the way he wants us to. Cheap grace, receive what Christ has from us, and we decide, okay, we're safe, we're good now, we don't have to listen to him anymore. Costly grace means we receive what he gave us, and we live according to the way he wants us to live, thereby making a greater influence in the world around us for the cause of Christ. That's the life that Bonhoeffer lived, and that's the impact that he had. It's been a good week, my friends. Once again, I have enjoyed it all. I hope you have too. Get to church on Sunday, whether it be online still or you have the opportunity now to go in and visit with other people. I hope that happens for all of us really soon. I really miss getting together with other Christians. Whatever your case is, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Thank you for listening today. And I invite you to join me Monday to Friday right here on Starting Right with Danny Mack.